All right, you got me? I got you loud and clear. I got you, Mav. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're here with JJ, uh, J.D. Picard. I'm sorry, from On3, first time on the show. Wanted to have you on for a long time. How's it going, J.D.? Man, I'm fired up to be on here with you. I've been following you all for a long time. You all do tremendous work, so it's a blast to be here with you all at SC Media Day. Yeah, and it's, it's wild. We were talking. I'm, I'm just curious how many huh? people run up to him and think your cousin Shane, and then they're like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> no, that's not him. A couple of times. Uh, I got Grant Furking today. Someone thought I was Grant Furking. I was like, man, that's the nicest thing he's ever said to me. So, I'm with, But if I get called cousin Shane, that would then trump that compliment. So okay. I'm keeping my fingers crossed. We've had um, so many people from On3, and we just look around. And maybe it's because it's Nashville-based, but, I mean, it seems like you guys are taking over. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – I feel very fortunate to have uh, my wagon hitched to Shannon Terry. I will say that much. I mean, just it feels like everywhere I look, whenever I'm at something like the SC Media Day or the NIL event, just the, the team that he has assembled, I feel very, very fortunate to be a part of. And yeah, um, yeah excited for what the future holds. And it's just going to keep getting bigger and better. You know what? Yeah, I believe it. I believe <laughs> it, man. If history is our teacher, I believe it. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, his vision and, and the way that he – um, just attacks the, ex the execution side of things is um, inspiring and obviously encouraging to, to be a part of. Yeah. yeah, and you're just like me. We were talking earlier with someone, man, these Mississippi State fans, I don't know if you're catching it, but they are <laughs> mad as hell because you've got them last in the West too, right? Got them last, man. I mean, so, somebody's got to be last, right? right. Yeah. Somebody's got to be last. And I think I, I saw your prediction and I was like, for, for a little bit, like, you read your mentions enough, you're like, man, I'm going crazy. Like, yeah. I, I must be the only person that is, that is seeing this. And I see, I'm like, all right, SC Mike's got it. Cousin Shane's got it. So, yeah, man, I mean, it's just, it's so tricky in my mind to go from being in that air raid philosophy. Yeah. They lose double-digit guys to the portal, and now they're changing their philosophy. It's like yeah. asking a cross-country runner to go lift weights. It's like, hey, mm -hmm. it might take some time. You might, right. you might get there, but, like, right now, this probably isn't the way that it's going to work. But it, so. Don't you think it's more about not so much Mississippi State being bad, it's just that second half of, of the West is just – It's got, brutal. Yeah, it's brutal, man. Like somebody has to be there. Well, somebody's going to be toward the top. So would you be blown away if Mississippi State was, let's say, the third, fourth best team in the West? No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't blow me away. And I think the margins, too, are, are so thin. When you just look across the SEC, I mean, we thought LSU had a chance at the college football playoff towards the end of last year, and they just get rolled up on by Texas A&M. And yeah. mm -hmm. I was talking with somebody earlier. I think it's just a testament to the league and the talent across the board and the coaches across the board. Like, you, you got to bring it every single week. Otherwise, yeah. you're on the wrong side of things. So <laughs> it, it wouldn't surprise me, but I think just as we stand right now in July – there's a lot that I don't love about Mississippi State roster-wise. Yeah. So. And I don't know about you, but for me, when we're doing these projections, I mean, who in the heck knows? And that's that's the most yeah. fun part of it. Because yeah. if I knew exactly how it was going to break down, I probably wouldn't watch football. I'm going to Vegas. Right. I'm going to <laughs> Vegas. I'm cashing in, man. I'm but, getting an island somewhere. But for me, when I do these projections, it's largely based on unknowns. What What is known and what is unknown. And to me, Mississippi State is yes they bring back a lot of experience but not in this system not with this coaching staff so it's it's just so hard to predict what they're going to do on the field no without question i mean i think that's why we love it so much right is every single saturday yeah. there's so much variance so much parity and we got 18 and 22 year olds deciding this thing and we're trying yeah. to predict it as best <laughs> we can in july and it's like man i don't know roll the dice i mean heck tcu was playing for a national title last year they missed a bowl game the year before yeah. it's like brother yeah. if we knew we would not be having this kind of event, and we would probably not all have jobs. So I'm grateful that there is the variance in the parity. But, yeah, it's uh, – Hell, there's five teams. We don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like and some of those teams, they don't even know who their quarterback's going to be. Exactly. So, uh, but, yeah, it's always fun in July to step into the batter's box. 
take yeah. a few swings and, you know, find out if you made contact in November. If the SEC is going to produce a team like that TCU from last year, maybe not quite didn't, well, there is probably one that didn't make a bowl that could make a run hey, like that. Hey. Who is that? And I, I think I just led you into it. No, I think A&M is, yeah. is definitely one of those teams. Just, yeah. I mean, from the way they're built, I mean, from the, the four and five stars they have on that roster, mm-hmm. everybody kind of wants to poke fun at what happened last year. Right. I mean, it's fair. It's yeah. it's definitely warranted. I mean, to have that much talent and to underachieve the way they did, I think all the punchlines are fair. But to the exact same token, like, hey, you poke that bear, if they right. get things figured out now, Bobby Petrino, like we, we may be having a different conversation here later in this season. And uh, to me, the, the, the thought process for me is like, it's like a, a chiropractor appointment bringing in Bobby Petrino. It's right. like, man, you don't feel so good. It's like, I don't know how I'm going to walk. <laughs> and then you go in there, you get a little alignment, and you're good to go. So that, that might be Texas A&M. Another team that I'm, I'm curious why they're not getting more buzz, the way we talked about Kentucky last year with Will Levis and all yeah. the NFL hype he had. And I'm looking at Devin Leary, I'm like, Man, from, from a resume standpoint, he's thrown for more touchdowns, more yards, less interceptions yeah. if you look at their best seasons. And I'm like, man, give, it, give Devin Leary some more of that Absolutely. Will Levis treatment. You know what I'm saying? Got so Cohen. they got a hell of a receiver room. I, I think – Demi yeah. Sumo. Yeah. Absolutely. Mean, we'll so, see. Hey, well, on the flip side of that coin, who should tamper expectations? <laughs> yeah, that's a fair question. I think, I think the, the boom and bust is so high for me with South Carolina. Yeah. Um, Spencer Rattler – so much is made of him, and it's, it's fair, too. I mean, the, the way that he, you know, I don't want to say burned out, but the way that he transitioned out of Oklahoma, I think that lends itself to, yeah. to you know, probably inviting some blame when things don't go right. But, I mean, they didn't protect him well last year. He got right. sacked 31 times, and um, they couldn't run the ball well last year. They're like 102nd in the country in terms of yards per game. And so I'm like, okay, not protecting him. Yeah. We're not helping him with the run game, but we're, we're going to blame him when things don't go well. So, all right, right. I mean – that's on y'all. But uh, if, if they can, can add some pieces around and him. And throw in a coordinator that's never called a play in college 100%, football. 100%. Yeah, so now he's the new coordinator. I mean, the, the whole situation in South Carolina is fascinating to me. Um, also, they, they couldn't stop the run. So there, there's kind of that, you know, potential for them to go win eight games. But also, if, if a couple things break differently for them and if they can't stop the run, maybe a different conversation in November for them as well. You what is South Carolina. Man. I mean, <laughs> did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> what, what has happened if Georgia does not win the East? How, how is that even possible? I think two things would happen. I think, one, you see a massive drop-off unexpectedly at the quarterback position. Like Carson Beck is just a version that none of us saw coming. Uh, the other thing I think would be they would have gotten away from their offensive Identity, and we talked about it a little bit on our show this morning. But they they kind of have this this formula that that's worked for them in the past, and and the, the work this past season. They ran the ball fifty three percent of the time last year, over two hundred yards a game. Like they were and have been the bully. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm curious. Temptation's a funny thing. If if you don't see Carson Beck out there, throw a couple frozen ropes in practice, and yeah. you start to think like, hey. Maybe we should go a little more 11 personnel. Maybe we do take a tight end off the field. And uh, I just think that's a slippery slope. And so if, if for some reason, I'm not predicting this, if they were to miss the college football playoff or, or not end up in Atlanta, um, I think something like that would have happened. And I think also you see those teams you talked about with Kentucky and y'all's Tennessee Vols, man. I mean, Joe yeah. Milton's got the juice, and I think he ends up being as advertised and more than that if they end up beating Georgia. Yeah. What do you think about the Vols? Do you think they can plug like and play balls, and keep, keep, it, keep it rolling under Heupel? I love Josh Heupel. I love Joe Milton. And I think the, the interesting thing is that the defense gets so much flack and the secondary so much is made of it, but it's like for how often they were out there, for how many plays they were having to defend, it's like, yeah, those, those stats may be a little bit more on the higher side when you look at those numbers. Um, so if, if the secondary can just be improved a little bit and Joe Milton yeah. can, can pick up where they left off last year, 
I mean, just in terms of what God gave Joe Milton, I don't know if there's another quarterback in the country <laughs> that has those physical giftings. Like, God might have just kind of spilled a little bit more of that arm <laughs> talent sauce on him. But, no, man, they, they've got a lot of potential and a, a huge boom factor without a doubt. And he seems to be doubt. handling the spotlight well. I mean, I, I was afraid of that. I mean, that's that is part of a mental game, and I was afraid that that was going to get in there. Do you think that plays a role? or I mean, or do you think he just has embraced that? I mean, it's it's so fascinating because you look at his career. I mean, the guy was benched twice. Yeah. He came from a big program in Michigan. That There was already that spotlight there. So I'm curious to hear y'all's thought on this when he said, listen, I don't lose in Florida. We're, we're not losing <laughs> to Florida. I mean, yeah. did y'all like that? No, I, I was fired up by that. Well, I'm not aware of him winning in Florida. So <laughs> let's pull that back. We were just talking with some kids. Uh, your guys over there at KSR, they came over here, and they were asking kind of the same deal. And I said, that's an opportunity – for Milton to for the fan base to turn on him, yeah. Because I don't think Florida is going to be very good. Yeah. So if he's running his mouth and he has a multi-turnover game and he's the reason Tennessee's, you know, dream season comes shattered. Now the one game's not going to define you, but if you're losing to Florida, you're probably not going to beat Alabama, Georgia, maybe not even Kentucky on the road, South Carolina. I mean, there's a lot of traps yeah. on that schedule. It's almost a must-win, and him opening his mouth makes it even more so in my mind. Yeah, I, I get that, but a little bit, it could be a launch pad too. You know, if he does go down there and beats the shit out of the Florida Gators, then all of a sudden mm. we're building statues and we're saying, "Hey, we're back, <laughs> baby." We don't need, you know, a lot so, of number seven jerseys are selling there. Absolutely. So I, I think it is a pivotal matchup, but. You know, it was last year for Hooker, too. You know, th- mm-hmm. I think that game got lost because of all the great games that followed the Tennessee Volunteers, you yeah. know. But it was that last-second victory that kind of launched Tennessee into that, that trajectory of, uh, hey, we've made it. Yeah, going to the swamp now, yeah. too. That's something. <laughs> what do you make of the something. Gators? You think uh, Billy Napier? Because I just don't, I don't like – I've seen it so many times in the SEC. We're going to do the Alabama-Georgia thing, but we're going to do it now, I know he's killing it right now in recruiting, but we're going to do what they do, but we're going to do it with lesser talent. And I, I realize this class right now is not lesser talent, but they, they're not there. And last time I checked, guess who's right there with them? Georgia and Alabama. So yeah. it, it's not like they're going to surpass them in terms of talent. I just don't believe in trying to do what Georgia and Alabama are doing, and I don't see how that's going to beat them. How are you going to catch up to them and beat them? At the, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I think the tough part with that is – for Georgia and Bama to be on their level, you have had to stack top three classes for multiple years in a row. And the tough part is, if you're trying to do the Georgia-Bama philosophy, it's probably not going to work on the front end. And so you're telling me you got to have it, you know, a five-year window to get it done, but you, those first two, three years aren't going to work. Well, college football, yeah. you, you don't get three years to figure out how to win. Like, you better win in the first couple of years with the transfer portal now. So um, I, I think for Billy Napier in 2023, I'm just curious to see – how they're able to lean on that run game. Because I think it probably gets looked over a little bit too much. Like They got two of the best backs in the country that averaged over five yards a carry. And so if they can run the football and take some pressure off Graham Mertz, like just everything as a whole will be better in Gainesville. Like economy is going to boom, weather is going to be better, birds are going to be singing, Joe Milton, or excuse me, not Joe Milton, Graham Mertz will have more open passing lanes, and uh, it'll take the defense off the field. So that really is the foundation that my hope would be built on if I'm a Florida fan. Can we run the football and can we do it consistently enough to keep the defense to have to commit more resources uh, in that front seven. What about your concern with with the optimism? Because a lot of people are pumped up about this recruiting class for Florida Gators, but what does that look like on your fourth loss or fifth loss? You know, I mean, how many times have these kids turned? I mean, they're kids. 
in high school and all of a sudden they change their mind. They don't want to be a part of this because you better damn believe every SEC coach out there is reminding them that he may or may not be on a hot seat. So And throw the portal into that too. Because yeah. as soon as guys get there, sometimes if it doesn't work out, they leave. Yeah, so how, how pivotal is it for Napier and, and company to have a good season? Not a great, but at least a good season. This no, year. I think you hit it on the head, man. I think it's got to be trajectory. Like, yeah. hey, we, we won six games or we won seven games. Like, this thing isn't, isn't booming. That's why we need you here. Why, why yeah. do we need you to, to sign on the dotted line here and bring your talents to Gainesville? Um, I think that the one thing that I, I think about when I talk about this class is I think a lot of these kids understand that Florida's in this kind of transitional period. Yeah. And so you would hope that the kids that are committing are saying, okay, we understand that once we get there, like, it's on. But, yeah. but, but we got to understand that it, it might be a process. We're going to be a part of that change. And, and I was a part of that when I played college football. I committed to a team that was one in nine in the Ivy League in Cornell, and everybody <laughs> in my class was like, okay, like, we know what we're signing up for here. I mean, we don't have a lot of kids going and playing in the NFL, so maybe it's a different, different ingredient yeah. if you're going to come into Florida. But it's like, hey, we're coming here to try and turn this thing around and get us back to neutral. So um, I would hope that's the mindset if you're a Florida Gator commit at this point. I'm still well, upset Cornell never sent me an offer, Mike. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Where exactly is Cornell? It's a great question. You ever seen The Office? Yeah. Andy Bernard? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Uh, uh, upstate New okay, York. Okay, makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Just outside of SEC <laughs> <laughs> what when the hell do you make of Ole Miss? Because that's a team every year. I don't know. I mean, they could be great. They could be terrible. With the flux of, of the transfer portal, portal king and all, uh, I'm, I'm big on Lane Kiffin. I think this is a breakout year for Jackson Dart. We think Judkins may be the best running back in the country. Yeah. So yeah. there's pieces there. They could surprise a lot of people. Unfortunately for them, they catch Georgia out of the East this year. But what's your thoughts on Ole Miss? It feels like for them they're the, a, a solution at quarterback away from being really dangerous in the, in the West. Like yeah. if they're able to have Jackson Dart progress and, and be able to take that next step in the RPO system, like, all right, we, we may have a different conversation. And if I'm an Ole Miss fan, I think there's two ways to look at it right now and, in, in, you know, going in the fall camp. Because it sounds like Jackson Dart's kind of the front runner. Nothing's been, been mm-hmm. going on during yeah. spring to, to sway that too much from what I've heard at least. Um the two thoughts are, okay, well, we brought in two cats that, that couldn't beat out Jackson Dart. Right. So we didn't we, we missed in the portal is what you're thinking. Or you're thinking, hey, Jackson Dart now kind of bowed up and found a way to defend his job, and maybe we got something here with Jackson Dart, yeah. you know. So bottom line, if, if there is Darty season going on in Oxford, like Ole Miss is in a good spot. Because, yeah. no, I mean, like you said, they got Quinshawn Judkins. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's a bad dude running the football for you. <laughs> so I, I'm excited to see what they are. But – they probably still put them below an LSU and below a Alabama in the West, but I think they'll be a factor. They're going to catch somebody. I don't know if they win the West, they're going to catch somebody, though. Well, Kiffin may have discovered a cheat code. I've heard him say it before. We bring in these transfers, they can't leave, not without sitting out. So <laughs> I'm just adding transfer quarterback after transfer. They can't leave, they so can't they have leave. to stay. That's right. Checkmate. Uh, you know, I yeah. think that's genius. But what about Missouri? There's a lot of hope and optimism that this could be a turnaround year. We saw drinking here yesterday. He was kind of muted. I think he was – I think he's trying not to run his mouth because he knows they, they haven't backed it up yet, and he doesn't want anything he says to be used against him in a court of law here. But uh, <laughs> do you think Mizzou can, uh, you know, I'm not saying win the East or anything, but show significant signs of progress? I'm curious about the quarterback position. Cousin Stan, I know you're high on, on, on yeah. the zoo, man. I'm, I'm curious about their offensive philosophy next year. Is it going to be Brady Cook? Is it going to yeah. be Jake Garcia? And it sounds like he's turning over the offense. Uh, he, I mean, hired in an offensive coordinator. Like, mm-hmm. I think that in itself is a – very mature move and I mean he's a grown man so I don't yeah. think he needs to worry about being mature but I mean that's a very self-aware move to bring in someone else to, to call the offense when that's kind of been your, your MO throughout your career um, 
And I just I don't know about Missouri. The same way that you feel about Ole Miss, I feel about Missouri right now. I'm just curious to see who's playing quarterback and what they look like offensively. Well, it felt like ownership too when he was out here. Like, hey, this is the time. Yeah. You know, we're gonna we're we're gonna do it this year, and and that's why some folks have him on a hot seat. Do you think if if Mizzou falls short, maybe you know six wins, five wins, misses a bowl, do you think Eli's the first coach out of the SEC this year? Man, that's tough. I'm trying to think who else in the SEC could go besides him, but I think if you're looking across the SEC landscape, he's probably the the best odds for you if you're betting on someone yeah. to get fired. I would be surprised if he were to get fired after this year. Yeah. I, I think they're going to give him some time. I think they understand that, and you know, at, at Missouri, what you're up against in the SEC is just it's a tough deal, and you got to right. give someone time to build it up. So, um, if we're having the same conversation, you know, the same time next year, maybe there's different conver, you know, different answer to that conversation, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, no, I, th- I think he's probably safe for this year, in my opinion, if they, if they were to make a bowl game. Yeah. Who, did, who did you have first besides Georgia? I mean, Alabama. Way, okay, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alabama. I mean, I, well, so you're wrong, too. No. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm right there with you. I love it. My scenario is that Bama wins out, Nick Saban walks off, you know, into that sunset as a, a – what is it? That would officially give him the most championships, right? Um, I think he's tied with Bear right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, so, hey, short list. Sa- this does happen. Who takes Saban's job? Wow. <laughs> got to look at Dabo, right? Oh, God. You got you, you to at least see, like, <laughs> hey, maybe you get a, you yeah, get a little text message, get a little FaceTime. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Hey, Dabo, going to come play from the – or yeah. come coach the alma mater. Man, I don't know. That is a that is a tough one. Yeah. I'd love I think to you got to look. Yeah. It wouldn't be Kiffin, but it would, I, I, that yeah. would be entertaining, to say the least. That would be a Netflix special. But who would want it? You know, I, I mean, I see Sark floating around. Yeah. Would you really leave Texas to follow the largest shadow in college football history? That's tough. I, I don't know. I think it, that job would be sexy and would be exciting, but there's a lot of people that aren't willing to take that because they would be following the great. And where do you, I mean, because you don't go hire the young hotshot who's a no. coordinator at a, at a Power 5 school. No. Like, you got to go for most proven commodity. And, I mean, that, that pool in itself, like the names that you could draw from, yeah. feels pretty limited. But, I mean – you wish you could promote from within. Yeah. Like you yeah. Like you yeah. had a protege You wish there. Kirby was yeah. still there. Absolutely. That's what you wish. <laughs> I, I got the perfect one with Hugh and Auburn. Dan Mullen. Get, oh, bring wow. back that rivalry. I love Dan Mullen. I, I, he didn't get it yeah. done at Florida. But, all right, J.D., I really appreciate your time. What, one thing before you go, give us your hottest take here heading into the SEC oh, season. Man. We need the clips. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'm not, I'm, I tried my best not to be a big hot take guy. Yeah. Uh, my hottest take for you would be at the end of the season, when it's all said and done, I think Joe Milton's a top five quarterback in the country. Wow. I, th- oh, I, think, okay. I think the system itself is set up for him to succeed. I think they're going to let him play to his strengths. I think they got a lot around him. I mean, Dante Thornton, Squirrel yeah. White. I mean, Brew McCoy. I'll get on the list. They got some dudes now. Yeah. So McCoy's I think going to break break out. He's going to be a stud, yeah. man. Yeah. So I think when you look across the board, I really like where Tennessee sits, and I like his uh, his position. Now, is he in New York? We'll see if Tennessee wins enough games, but uh, I think he's going to be a dude. Cornell kicking in, <laughs> getting into my heart right there. <laughs> Before you go, JD, tell the audience where can they find you. I appreciate it, man. You find us anywhere that you want to consume college football content. We're on podcast, the Hard Count with JD Pacell. We're on the On3 YouTube channel. We're live twice a week. But, no, I mean, I appreciate you all having us on. You all do a tremendous job. You all are truly one of the voices in this space, and it's a, it's a blast to be on with you guys. Cool. Absolutely. Thank you, Thank Thank you, you very much. Time.